If you're like me, sometimes you're sitting there with your to-do list and you've got one thing left on that to-do list or you've got one thing on that list that you've been avoiding and maybe you've been avoiding it for a couple days or maybe even longer. Maybe you've been avoiding it for a week. So this episode is all about getting rid of those one item tags that just seem to hang around on our to-do list. So stay tuned. Okay, so I've, I use to do to doist for some of my uh, productivity stuff, and I use a couple different things. I use to doist. I use calendar. I uh, use notifications. Sometimes I use notes. It's a bit of a potpourri, but I I tend to stick with to doist as my go to list to guide me through my day. I load it up on the weekend with uh, tasks that I need to get done that next week. And it kind of, it's been doing a really good job in helping me to stay focused. But if you're like me, you've got that one item that you just keep postponing till tomorrow, postpone till tomorrow, postpone till tomorrow. And eventually you either run out of time and you don't do it, or you've got time crunch so tight that you just feel like, you know, you've got it done, but you, you wish you had a little more time to do it a bit better. So this is what I've learned, uh, to actually get through that that blockade and, and try to get it done before the due date. And, uh, there's, there's a couple things that I do. One is I remember, uh, a video I watched a while ago where somebody said that, uh, we are able to get into a focus or flow state easier if we have a shot of dopamine that, that, that goes through our brain, uh, when we sit down and begin working on this task. And so they identified five areas that, that cause dopamine hits in our brain. One is risk. Uh, the other is novelty. The third one was complexity. The fourth one was unpredictability. And the fifth one was pattern recognition. And a couple of these stood out to me in the sense of novelty, meaning if you change your surroundings once in a while, if you go to a different coffee shop, or if you go to the library, uh, if you even just change your home office uh, a little bit in the sense that you, you do some standing instead of sitting. Uh, for me, sometimes I'll go to the kitchen table or I'll go downstairs uh, when no one's watching TV and I'll work down there. Just a slight change in atmosphere makes a big difference for me and helps me to focus and get into that flow state a little quicker so that I can attack that one thing that's just bugging me to get done on that list. And then the other one is the pattern recognition. And this one stood out to me, especially when I'm trying to sit down and do some writing. And And the idea here is that you, you go and do a tiny bit of editing before you get into your writing. And I know that some people would say you never, never, never edit while you're writing. You leave the editing for later. Um, but there's a lot of people who are saying, if you want to kickstart your flow state, kickstart that, that focus moment for yourself, go and do some pattern recognition stuff. So do a bit of a puzzle or do some editing. So one other thing I like to do, uh, early on is I like to get my emails out 
first thing in the morning. Um, I will monitor my emails four or five times throughout the day, uh, but I'll get into that a little bit later as, as what I use email to help me stay focused and help me to stay productive when I need to get those things done. The other thing that I do, and this is a shout out to Lori Eisenhower and uh, Lori, if you're listening, thank you so much again for, for, uh, pointing me in the right direction with this, uh, particular, um, coping mechanism, I guess is, is what I use it for. Um, and I'll leave a link to, uh, her LinkedIn account so that you guys can go and, and, um, check out her page there and check out what Lori's doing. She's doing some awesome stuff. And Lori, uh, one time told me what she does and she sets a timer. And so, uh, she sets a timer and she tries to beat the timer. So she's very competitive. It sounds like, and, uh, she will set the timer and then go at the task and try to get that task done before the timer goes off. And I've adopted that and it works. It totally works because I'm super competitive and I try to get this thing done before I set the timer. Now the key in setting the timer is that you don't set it for too long because that's just, that's not going to help. Or if you set it for too short, because then it's going to run out of time and then you're going to be frustrated and you're not going to do it anymore. So there's a bit of tweaking to find out when that sweet spot is, but generally we all know how long a task should take. And so, um, the competitive piece is just go ahead and beat it. So that's one way I do it. The other one I use is the Pomodoro technique where I will set the timer, uh, for an hour. And then I actually have a little app, uh, on my computer for, uh, the Pomodoro technique. And so I can set up my Pomodoro times for however long I want it to be. Average is about an hour and then it will take a break and I can set the time for the break. So I'll do an hour and then I'll break for about five, seven minutes. And then it will repeat and then I can set up how many times it repeats. So I can set up for two repeats or three or four. Typically I go three cause I love the, the power of three. And so I'll set it up for three times. And then after the third break, uh, it will give me a, a longer break after the third Pomodoro. So instead of five, seven minutes, it'll give me 20 minutes and those are all settable. Um, and so what, it, what it helps me do is it helps me to know that, okay, if I really buckle down and focus for this next hour, no distractions, then I've got five to seven minutes for myself and I can do whatever I want. And so there's a reward system built into that, which is pretty cool. And so one thing that, that I always tend to try, well, one thing that I try to remember is that, uh, things seem to take longer than I anticipate. So if I think something's going to take me an hour to do, then I can almost guarantee it's going to take more than an hour, but I'll still set my Pomodoro for an hour because I want to try and beat it. And I want to try and, and get really focused and get some stuff done. So, uh, the rewards for me when it comes to that uh, Pomodoro piece is, uh, social media time. So I'll go and check Twitter or I'll go and check, um, uh, some email or I'll go and check, uh, some YouTube stuff. I don't do my Instagram account very much anymore. I don't do my Facebook account very much anymore. Um, so for me, it's basically Twitter, YouTube, and email, and that seems to be working really well. So I'll get my emails done in the morning. And then I'll set up my Pomodoro for a couple things that I want to do throughout the day. And then the reward for me for doing that is going and checking email or going and checking Twitter. And of course, um, I'll in the application piece and the praxis piece, I'll break this down a little bit further. So that's what really helps. And it helps me break down that, that barrier of trying to get that big thing done, because usually that big thing is looming and it's 
sometimes a little scary and it's maybe a little daunting um, and it feeds into my fear of failure or my imposter syndrome that I deal with. And so I also have a, uh, an article that you can uh, go and read. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can go and read that article. Uh, it's pretty good. It lists about 12, 13 things that you can do to help beat this uh, thing that we call procrastination. Um, and uh, so I'll leave that for you as well. So in wrapping up, let me let me get to the praxis piece here. So the practice piece. One, do the hardest thing first. Right. So uh, in my given day or in a given week, I have one or two really hard things that I that I know I need to get done. Then I then I list them at the top of my priority list. And and that's the second thing is that I try to prioritize as best I can all my tasks for that day and or the given week. And so in Todoist, I can give them a color code. I can give them red for a top priority, yellow or orange for uh, medium priority and blue for low priority. Or I can choose to not assign any priority to it. And it's just a a checklist. So I will assign it a priority. And then I try to keep this rule in mind, no more than three red or three top priorities per day. There's that power of three again, because I know that in my sweet spot, and when I look at the analytics from the Todoist over the last month or even the last year, I know that I'm most productive in the morning. I know that I'm most productive with three top priorities, any more than three, I tend, my productivity tends to go down, uh, and any less than three, um, it, I wouldn't say my productivity goes down, but I don't feel a sense of accomplishment. Right. And so I prioritize, uh, I make sure I don't have any more than three top priorities per day. And I calendar those on my, uh, calendar as appointments. And so I've, I block out chunks of time to do all this stuff. And so there's kind of a trifecta there of, of what I do to, to make it more efficient and more productive. And then kind of the last couple things I do is I try to turn off, well, try is the optimum word. I try to shut off uh, all my notifications. I, I put my phone away. Sometimes I'll actually put my phone in my drawer in my desk um, just so that I don't get any interruptions. Uh, there's, there's apps you can use out there that will help you do that. Um, and I, I'm not going to list them here, but you can go and find apps that will black out your screen, except for the piece that you're working on. Um, and then all those help a lot, but, uh, I, I try to remove all those notification things away from me as best as I can. I go dark is essentially what I do. And then I reward myself after, and that's when I come back to this social media time or the, or even I'll even look at podcasting and I'll say, okay, so after the third Pomodoro, I'm going to give myself uh, 25 minutes of, of break time. So I'll have a bite to eat. I'll have something to drink, some water, some coffee or whatever. And then I'll look at my podcast stuff. Cause I'm really excited about podcasting and I love it and I want to learn more about it and I want to be better at it. And so it really motivates me to get my Pomodoro done. And then when I have that time, I feel really, really happy. And it actually keeps me energized throughout the day, believe it or not. It's actually, it's really cool. So the rewards after uh, are massively uh, uh, important. The last thing I do is I do all my emailing in the morning as best as I can. So if I've got a, um, a bunch of emails that I need to send out, especially, I will send them out first thing in the morning. So first thing in the morning for me is anywhere between 6.30 and 7.30 in the morning. And I just I sit down and I write them all out. I give myself a half an hour on my calendar to do that. I don't always take the half an hour. Uh, sometimes I encroach right onto the 30 minutes. If I've got lots of emails to do, I'll read important emails from the day or the night before. 
Um, but then I will send out most of my emails in that, in that stretch right in the morning. And it's like getting a good stretch. You know, when you, when you go for a run, you need to stretch really well, or, or like me when I'm going to the gym, especially when I was into powerlifting and, and all that stuff, stretching was massively important. And, and so, uh, I look at this as my stretch before the actual workout to, to help me get better at what I do, um, to help me avoid quote unquote, the injury in the middle of it so that it stops my productivity. Um, I do these things right first thing in the morning. So, uh, in my week I'll prioritize no more than three, uh, I'll set up Pomodoro or I'll set up a timer and then I'll reward myself with that, with, uh, after doing the timer and the Pomodoro, and then I do all my emails in the morning and that friends has really helped me to beat the procrastination uh, bug. So I hope this helps. Uh, if it does, let me know. If it doesn't, let me know. Uh, if there's something else that you'd like me to cover off, I'm more than happy to do that. Just leave a, a comment in uh, in the section below this podcast on my website at praxisguild.com. And uh, well, after that, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.